Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, where our goal is to reduce and eventually eliminate fossil fuel usage. Old Spokes Homes Transportation Equity Coalition works to address the biggest transportation equity challenges in our city. Transportation is one of the main pillars of our transition away from fossil fuels and getting everybody on board, regardless of income level, mobility, car ownership, etc., is essential. So today we're talking with Jill Allen of the Old Spokes Home Transportation Equity Coalition and the group's efforts to reduce fossil fuel usage, as well as Jill's lived experiences. So Jill, welcome. We're so happy to invite you as a guest to the Net Zero Energy podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really glad to be here, both as a uh, representative for the Old Spokes Home Transportation Equity Coalition and as a resident of Burlington who transports myself places and has to use transportation to get places. And I will be speaking um, from both viewpoints. We appreciate not only your role in the Old Spokes Home Equity Transportation Group, but we appreciate you sharing your lived experience, particularly as a Burlingtonian who depends on public transit, I assume, is what you're referring to. Partially, yes. Okay. Um, So if transportation is a conveyance to get people from one place to another, then the story of my life is one of transportation in the sense that I use a wheelchair. Often what people see in popular culture are how they can't get up steps or something, but it's not really the fault of the wheelchair user. It's a it's a flaw in the way we look at buildings and how they should be designed and not the person who's using the wheelchair. So it's a reminder that it's not about the technology. It's about the way we design cities and our streetscapes and our buildings. But at the same time, it is about the technology because um, there, the first wheelchairs were built so that when soldiers started surviving World War One, and they realized that soldiers could be more independent because they could propel themselves, is the transportation of the wheelchair made for? Is it made for the caregiver or is it made for the, the user? I want to draw listeners' attention to the Old Spokes Home website. Uh, if people go to the website they'll find the equity mobility study and the results of your work together, which essentially outlines a couple of recommendations and reminds, I think, the reader that if we're going to transition away from fossil fuels in the ground transportation sector, we also need to be thinking about our bike infrastructure, public transit. We need to be thinking about people who mobilize via wheelchair and depend on our sidewalks. And we need to be thinking about things other than the single occupancy vehicle. Yep. And many, many of the people that we spoke to, we did a mobility, a transportation mobility audit of Burlington's Old North End. And um, we spoke to, I think, 64 respondents in total. And many of them said better sidewalks. 
when you were mentioning uh, focus on the single occupancy vehicle, what I also noticed was sidewalks are all are like the single occupancy vehicle and or vehicles themselves are focused on so much that like sidewalks are literally pushed off to the side and it's they're not really walking is not even really thought of as a mode of transportation and so i think that reflects in many many places in in the the way that the sidewalks are kept up or not or you know whether the the public transportation schedule is you know um whether it runs on sundays for example there was another respondent to our audit who said i can't go visit my son on sundays because the bus doesn't doesn't um run on sundays if the bus doesn't run on sunday who are you assuming uses the buses and whose voice did you forget to put in there and so it was really important for us to get um, the voices of people that are traditionally unheard. You know, if you don't mind, if we can sort of loop this back to net zero energy, we talk about electrifying our buildings, we talk about transitioning our existing vehicles, our internal combustion vehicles to electric, we talk about district heating, and then lastly, but definitely not least, is the fact that we need to reduce our vehicle miles traveled overall. And that sort of, I think, loops back into all these imperative points you're making about how people get around beyond the internal combustion engine and what we need to do to help ensure that folks that don't own vehicles, don't want vehicles, can't afford vehicles, can get around in the best and most appropriate ways possible for their, to meet their specific needs. I almost think it's a fifth, it's a fifth spoke is um, one of the um, presentations that I went to talked about the concept of the 20 minute walkable neighborhood. And so I think another way to look, another point to add on to, to net zero might be, okay, people want to be able to get to where they can go by walking or by driving. So maybe, also reducing vehicle miles traveled means keeping up our sidewalks. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you that when we think about that fourth component, it needs to be expanded to include walkability. If you want to, you can look up like the the 20-minute neighborhood. Like that's not my concept. That's a that's an uh, a transportation equity concept that's been bandied around. And the other thing that I'd like to bring up, there's like this saying that when you've, when you've had access to everything for so long, you're afraid that equity is going to make you lose something. And I, you know, and I would really like to see that reframed. If you, if you say how it benefits everybody and make it very, very clear to the scared people, how they're not going to lose anything. 
Again, it takes time to build up that trust, but it definitely makes things more sustainable. Yeah, I really appreciate what you're saying, Jill, because I've often thought that equity is thought of as embracing the scarcity model. Like if we share equally, someone's going to lose. And I think it's just the opposite. I think to your point, the more equitable we are, the more everybody benefits. The pie is not finite. The pie is infinite. Hey, Jill, I'm really sorry to wrap it up, but I do want to ask if you have any last things to to add. It's it's just been a really great joy to work with the old Spokes Home Equity Committee because most of us are from different um, groups that have been historically oppressed. And I see us working together and learning things and learning about how making sure one group gets access makes things uh, safer and more equitable. So it's, it's been fun to do that. Well, thanks, Jill. I really can't thank you enough for your time. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding rebates, incentives, and technological support, don't hesitate to look for us at burlingtonelectric.com, to call us at 865-7300, or to follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help, and we look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy.